Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm listening to your show. I'm a point that... There's limited news coverage. I just want to know what your views point is. Do because major news organizations have been told on, you know, what they can report on. The People's Voice. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is The People's Voice. I am Trey Evans, and I am The People's Voice. Thank you again for checking out the podcast this week. As always, it's greatly As always, we appreciate everyone who has taken the opportunity to um, listen to the podcast so far. Uh, We thank you for listening. Everyone who has um, is new to the podcast and you're listening to the first time. Welcome. And we hope you enjoy listening to the podcast. Um, If you do, uh, we do ask that uh, if you have some time and you think this information is worth sharing, please subscribe to the podcast. Uh, We do. Uh, provide a podcast every Friday. And um, when you subscribe to the podcast, you can be notified when it drops. And then uh, we also put out a video on YouTube every Friday at 3 p.m. of the podcast. So if you want to watch me perform or conduct this podcast, you can watch me too, right? Um, but you can subscribe on YouTube as well and you'll be notified once the podcast is released. Thank you. So today, uh, today I am going to talk about an issue in the environmental space. And uh, that is my way of teasing (laughs) everyone for a minute as I, you know, set this up. But um, today I want to talk about the concept of greenwashing. And, you know, I never assume who is or who is not listening to the podcast, right? I have a general general sense of, you know, what my audience makeup looks like um, through analytics and things of that nature. But you never know who's listening for the first time or who might have just been, you know, going through podcasts and found something out. So I never want to assume just because I give out a topic because it's a long-winded way of me trying to explain this that everybody knows what that is. But greenwashing is what I want to talk about today. So greenwashing is, um, I guess in layman's terms, it's basically when companies give off the, or I should say promote themselves as being, um, environmentally conscience, conscience, conscious, conscious, uh, they uh, promote themselves as being environmentally conscious, but their efforts to be environmentally conscious is more driven by wanting to market themselves that way to gain a greater share of the market that they're in or sell more products and services compared to them actually implementing and creating 
any changes to save or help the environment. I think I explained that pretty well, but I'll explain it a little bit shorter here in a second. But that's essentially what greenwashing is. Greenwashing is when an organization will spend money and time to market itself um, to seem like it's more environmentally friendly or that their products are more environmentally safe or, you know, from a um, a pollution and and, uh, recycling standpoint. Um, And basically that their products help to minimize damage in the environment. And now the thing with greenwashing is that it plays kind of two sides of the coin, right? And what I mean by that is, you have companies that promote themselves as being um, environmentally friendly, promote themselves as trying to reduce the impact on destroying the um, environment through their practices and products and services. Um, and, you know, in some cases, you, you genuinely have um, some companies that, excuse me, my mic was not sounding right there. You generally have excuse me, genuinely have some companies that actually want to do those things, right? And they have the best of intentions. But in some cases, you have companies that just don't have the capability to um, the capability to see those things through or to implement those changes that they want to um, have an impact in the environment, those changes, you know, based on their capability, then on the other side of the greenwashing argument, you have companies that just flat out, for a better word, lack of a word, they just lie, right? They just they just tell you falsehoods um, to make you seem as a consumer and also as an investor, and I'll talk a little bit about that dynamic there, that they are environmentally conscious when in all reality they're not. So, um, but that's what greenwashing is. It's basically when a company um, will spend time and money to market it, market itself as being environmentally friendly, but don't follow through with that principle. So, okay, greenwashing. Well, what's new, right? Because, you know, a lot of people might say, well, companies have been doing this forever, right? I mean, I'm reading an article here from businessdaily.com and they did a great job of uh, covering this um, this topic on greenwashing and they brought up a great point. Um, greenwashing, um, the term, and they, they kind of gave a little bit of a history here um, about greenwashing. It, it basically was a term that was developed in 1986 by an environmentalist named Jay Westerfield, um, uh, Westerfeld, excuse me, and he coined the the um the term of greenwashing um he basically the idea emerged in a period when consumers basically got their most of their information through news primarily from television radio and print so of course during that time in 1986 when a company would say hey we're environmentally friendly or we're the number one you know uh, recycler we we use only organic products in 1986, companies could get away with that because, um, you know, there was there was really no way. Well, it was tougher to, to fact check these things right now. 
you know, a company says that they do X, Y, and Z, well, you can jump on the internet and do, you know, pretty basic research to find out, you know, what their production practices are, things of that nature. So, but going back, the term and and greenwashing was coined by an environmentalist back in 1986. Um, But what I was going to say in terms of the term greenwashing, this is not a new concept, right? Um, I'm pretty sure many of you listening have heard of the term whitewashing, right? And whitewashing is a term that has been used a million times in a million different ways, but specifically with companies and organizations where, um, you know, they will whitewash or cover up an issue or something that they've done to make the issue or the news go away. Right. Um, and that can be anything from embezzlement to sex scandals. I mean, we see it every day on the news. It seems like another, uh, air quote scandal is appearing from an organization, but whitewashing is similar to greenwashing In whitewashing. They basically put out a marketing piece to say, we, you know, if you have a company that says that, or you have a company that endured, um, you know, um, some sexual allegations or, you know, allegations of in inappropriate behavior, you'll get a, a statement maybe saying, well, we are now a hundred percent, um, compliant and we've made sure that we've put our, um, employees through, such and such training to make sure sensitivity training, blah, 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 blah. So that's kind of whitewashing. Um, and I'm giving an example of that. So when I'm talking about greenwashing, we now kind of have a, a foundation of what it's comparable to. So that's whitewashing. But today, of course, I'm talking about greenwashing. So why am I talking about this, right? So what? You know, because many people, and there's been a million surveys here that, you know, state that basically, companies, I mean, um, that consumers basically already feel like, you know, companies lie most of the time anyway, right? But why am I talking about this? Well, here's the thing. Many companies are utilizing this and not just to sell products. Um, It just doesn't start or stop at selling products or services. It also goes into investor relationships. And now I'm talking about you know, individuals or corporations that invest money into companies to help them grow and expand. Um, Because often you'll have um, companies have to, many companies have to, um, or I should say many companies establish what they call a CSR, which is corporate social responsibility um, guidelines or uh, program for their company. And they put this information out saying that they are going to be this company, right? They're going to be the environmentally correct company. They're going to practice all the recycling needs. They're going to properly dispose of waste. They put this in their CSR. And then you have investors who are looking for companies that are looking to be less impactful in a negative way on the environment and they get money. Well, where greenwashing comes in is that many times these companies put these CSRs together, right? These, um, 
social responsibility um, guidelines, corporate social responsibility guidelines together, and then they don't follow through, but the company gets the investment from the investor and they keep going along. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So greenwashing has a huge effect on how money is spent by consumers, invested by consumers, and of course, ultimately, it affects how well a company will or will not do. And, you know, greenwashing is, again, it's a term that was coined in 1986, but it is something that has been going on for quite some time. Um, You have many companies that have practiced Greenwashing, um, some companies that we all use. And matter of fact, let me talk about that a little bit because I was doing some research and I came across an article here on earth.org and earth.org did a great job in, they listed 10 companies that have participated in some form of greenwashing. And let me be, you know, extremely transparent, right? These are companies that not only I'm invested in, but also companies that I've used their products. And so, you know, reading this as a consumer and a product and someone who is um, committed to um, making sure that uh, I do everything as much as I can as an individual to reduce the negative impacts on the environment because I am an outdoorist. You know, I am someone who runs, I hike, I ride, uh, you know, my bike outside. I fly drone. I do a lot of stuff outside. (laughs) And so the environment is important to me. Um, And so I want to make sure that as an investor and a consumer that, hey, these companies that I've you know, giving my money to that they're doing what they said they were going to do. So I just wanted to talk about that because it's also, uh, you know, personal for me as well. But I'm sharing this information because, again, like I always say, when these topics come up or I'm researching, you know, what I would like to talk about on the podcast, it always blows me away when I start getting into the weeds of these things about, um, you know, who's involved in some of the, the, the feedback. But on earth.org, on earth.org, um, they listed 10 companies, and this is only the 10 that they listed. There are hundreds of companies, small and large, that practice greenwashing. Um, but they listed 10, and I'm not going to go through all 10, but the one that kind of was, was kind of glaring to me was um, Coca-Cola. And this is no way bashing Coca-Cola and full transparency. I am an investor in Coca-Cola. So this is no way, you know, I don't want it to be misconstrued that this is an attack. This is just something that was highlighted in this report. And they do an annual report um, that there's an annual report called um, Break Free from Plastic. And in this report, 
basically what they do is they rank which companies are the number one um, sources of polluting in the world, right? It's called Break Free from Plastic. It's a report. Now, um, I'm, excuse me, no, I'm sorry. In an annual report from Break Free Plastic, Break Free Plastic um, are the ones who published the report. Anyway, in there they say that Coca-Cola was listed as one of the top polluters in the world, right? And why is that, right? When you think about, well, why would Coca-Cola be a, how is Coca-Cola polluting or identified as one of the largest polluters in the world? Well, Coca-Cola sells Coca-Cola, <laughs> right? <laughs> they sell uh, carbonated beverages in bottles and water and juice and, you know, a million other products. But, you know, when you think Coca-Cola, you immediately think about that plastic bottle. Well, you know, the problem with that plastic bottle is that it is what they call a single-use bottle, right? Because once you drink your Coca-Cola, and again, I'm not beating up on Coca-Cola, but just using that example as an example, once you drink your Coca-Cola, what happens to that bottle, right? Now, in many states across the United States, um, there are there is recycling, right? You as the consumer, you think you're doing the right thing. You take that bottle and you recycle it. And many of the initiatives set by Coca-Cola and other beverage companies is that they are going to take those bottles, recycle them, and utilize them to create additional bottles. And that's what you are told, right? Coca-Cola is committed to, a matter of fact, I'm reading a statement here, and this is directly from the um, from the bottling industry. It says, globally, we have committed to get every bottle back by 2030. So that's um, none of, so to, to ensure that none of it ends up in oceans and, and landfills and, and side of the road. This is a commitment that many bottlers and beverage companies have made. The problem is, though, is that this is not happening. And Coca-Cola, and this is the last time I'll say their name, is one of the leading companies that are contributing to the pollution of the environment because they sell products that utilize plastic bottles that are not being recycled at a high enough rate. Now, they are recycling them but they're not recycling them at a high enough rate because let's be honest, people drink a lot of beverages, right? Especially from plastic containers. And oftentimes the cost involved to recycle, break down, reproduce, a lot of times that cost is much higher than it is just to create an original bottle. But, I won't get too deep into that, but that's an example of a company that is committed to, and Coca-Cola does wonderful things, right? I don't, don't, I don't want in any shape, form or fashion think that, okay, so they, they are not doing the best in terms of, and this is throughout all beverage companies with recycling their plastic bottles. They do 
tons of other wonderful stuff for the environment, for the community. So I have no problem with Coca-Cola. But this is an example of what greenwashing is, right? Because they have a commitment to do the right thing in terms of um, minimal impact to the environment. But the capability is just not there based on the number of bottles that are being produced and thrown away every year. So that's kind of an example of greenwashing. Um, and this topic has reached, you know, the highest levels of government. Matter of fact, let me play this clip here from The Hill. And um, in this clip, Senator Elizabeth Warren um, was talking about this very issue. And she was really coming down on some of the gas companies who promote sustainability and promote being environmentally friendly and following out objectives um, to help reduce the impact on the environment in a negative way. So let me play that clip from her and then, um, you know, I'll follow up from there. Add to your numbers there. During the past five years, following the signing of the Paris Agreement, the world's biggest banks have put $3.8 trillion into financing fossil fuel exploration, drilling, and trading. Now, at the same time, some of these very same banks have been patting themselves on the back for announcing meaningless climate pledges. For example, J.P. Morgan Chase relies on accounting tricks to try to pretend that it has cut the overall greenhouse gas emissions associated with its lending. This so-called corporate greenwashing lets giant banks get these great headlines without doing the serious work that we need to protect our environment. So, as I said, you know, she raised a huge and great point right there that and as she said, many of these companies, they get the headlines, right? So and so bank invest in XYZ Corporation who set out to, you know, clean 100 beaches and, you know, this bank is. But in all actuality, it's just a headline because many times they just don't either A, follow through with it, or B, it's a one-time initiative. Um, you know, one of the things that they that I was reading here as well is about, you know, corporations that end up following through, right? They follow through with what they said they were going to do, but then the problem is they do it one time. So they'll say, well, we're going to clean up the coast from oil, from all spilled oil that, is collecting in various parts of the ocean based on, you know, um, ruptured tankers or oil spills that occur all the time that really don't get reported as much as they do occur. And I say reported on a national basis, but that's a whole nother conversation. They'll make a commitment this year. We're going to clean up 3 million um, gallons of spilled oil. Well, the problem is, is that if you have an, an oil refinery that has been leaking oil for the last 10 years into the water and you just cleaning up 3 million, you've made the commitment to clean up 3 million, but you still have another, let's say 7 million that's sitting out there. Right. Um, and again, it's not that the company doesn't want to do it. It's just that they really don't have the capability to do it because sometimes the environmental impact has been so great that they don't have the ability to now reverse it um, as they said they would like to. So, but that I wanted to play that clip because that was another example of greenwashing. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, one more example of greenwashing, and then I'm going to talk about what can you do as a consumer and also as a business owner, you know, also as a business owner. And this is, and I'm just giving examples, you know, of some large companies, but this goes down to, you know, the local uh, smoothie um, bar owner who says that, you know, he or she is uh, only works with fresh and natural um, products, you know, and th- there's a lot of greenwashing that goes down there too, because sometimes it's not only natural products, you know, they throw a little sugar here, but that's a whole nother, but I want to make it clear that it just not, it this, this does not just, um, impact large businesses or corporations. But one more example of greenwashing. Have you ever heard of vegan leather? Vegan leather. Now, I I saw this and I kept saying, what is vegan leather? Like, what is, is it made out of leaves? Like, I, I could not understand it. I found this article here in the Washington Post where they talked about greenwashing, too. And this topic is really starting to gain momentum. Um, You know, literally this information and these articles that I'm reading here is all within the last, you know, six to 12 months. So this is really starting to, you know, bubble to the top. But vegan leather. (laughs) So I said, yeah, I want to I want to find out what this is. So uh, vegan leather right, and for those of us who are maybe old enough, is nothing more than what we used to call pleather, right? So back in the day, uh, if if somebody showed up with a fake leather coat, we called it pleather, right? Because you could touch it and feel it wasn't leather, right? And leather is usually made from some type of animal, raw, raw, animal skin, um, typically um, cow leather and things of that nature. But back in the day, we called, if your coat didn't have real leather on it, we called it pleather. Well, that's what vegan leather is today, right? And vegan leather is basically a, and I'm reading directly from the Washington Post here, it says it's a synthetic fossil fuel-based material. Um, you know, fox leathers are largely made of poly, polyurethane, also known as PVC, both of which are types of plastic. Now, here you have people promoting that we sell vegan leather and we're environmentally um, safe and we, we care about the environment so we don't, you know, sell products that are a result of killing animals. But <laughs> when these coats are made, you know, number one, the chemicals that's needed to formulize, uh, formulate, excuse me, a plastic onto a coat, that there, there are chemicals that have to go into making that happen, which are then dispersed oftentimes into waterways and disposed in other ways. But then bigger than that, when this jacket or coat or hat, whatever it is, is no longer worn, 
it gets disposed, sorry, it gets disposed oftentimes into the trash, which then goes back to a landfill, and these things are not biodegradable. So the vegan leather, right, is a great example and another example of what green, an example of greenwashing, meaning, yeah, you're no longer killing cows to sell coats, but now you're putting on, you know, polyurethane plastics, which are not biodegradable at all. So I just wanted to give an example of that. So you have kind of a, a, you know, kind of a wide range of different examples of what greenwashing is. But as always on this show, you know, what I want to do is gave you the issue. How can you, um, well, first let me talk about as a, as a business owner, how to avoid greenwashing. And again, I'm reading an article here from businessdaily.com. One of the first things you want to do is stay away from fluffy language, right? Don't just throw around, throw around terms like all natural products, eco-friendly, um, you know, really think about what you're saying about your product or service and does it meet the standards of what you're saying? Um, again, I, I made the example about the smoothie bar, but there's so many other small um, businesses and large that throw out these terms and their products or services don't complement the terms that they're throwing out. Um, watch out for um, pictures, right? So you have uh, uh, pictures of, um, and I don't want to keep you know, picking on the smoothie bar, but that's the first thing that comes to my head. You're, you're on a restaurant or even a, a large restaurant, like some of the fast food restaurants, McDonald's, Burger King, take your pick. And they state that, you know, all of their products are now going into paper bags, right? But that doesn't necessarily mean that <laughs> you are environmentally friendly, right? Where, How are you disposing of all the cooking oil that you use to make those products? You know, what are the, um, what are the electricity uh, savings or the, what are the power uh, requirements or how do you um, conserve power in your restaurants, things of that nature? So, you know, just be careful about the pictures that you put out there um, if you're not totally bought in or have a, a holistic process for being environmentally friendly and reducing negative impact. Um, don't use labels. And I'm just, again, reading this um, from businessdaily.com. They have a list of things. I'm not going to read them all, but um, they made some good points here. And then uh, the last one is outright lies, like never use fabricated terms or data to support whether or not you are environmentally friendly or friendly or all organic, right? Don't say terms like, you know, we are 100% clean energy company. Like if you, if you're a petroleum company, you're not 100% clean energy, Right. Just and I'm just using that as an example. But those are some of the ways or some of the things you can do can do to avoid um, greenwashing. And then for um, for for those who are consumers and you want to make sure that the products and services and the companies that you support uh, are following through with what they said. Um, it lists here some things that you can do to make sure that the company is meeting those needs um, or meeting those um, thresholds. First thing you want to do is 
you know, ask questions. If they say that their clothing is manufactured in a sustainable fashion, do your own research. Find out who their um, who their um, production, where there's where's their production, what, what what materials are being used to produce those things. There are certain things that you can do as a consumer to kind of um, um, do your own individual research before. Um, purchasing their service or goods Re- when they state that they're recyclable or they produce um, materials from only recycled goods do your research a lot of this is supposed to be listed on their websites if not there are a ton of independent researchers as well is is uh, the bottling company using only recycled materials um, to produce their uh, bottled goods you can look this up because all of this um, all of the information that I read it shows that, you know, o- almost every year, the amount of recycled, recyclable plastics that can be used to be recycled, that number is dropping, meaning that there are more and more plastic items sitting in landfills and other parts of the country and the world that are not being used, which is also another thing that's lending itself to climate, um, some of the issues that we're having with climate control and things of that nature. So do the research on that. Um, does not use excessive packaging. Again, I made the point about the, the, the fast food restaurant using, um, using the uh, brown paper bags, right? They use paper bags, which great is biodegradable, but if you're throwing a plastic straw in there, Right. Or the cup has a plastic lid. Well, you're not 100 percent biodegradable. You're not utilizing 100 percent biodegradable products. Right. And sometimes companies make these claims and hold them to the fire again as a consumer and definitely as an investor. You can ask these questions and really search for the answers and hold them to the fire. You know, social media is a great tool. Right. It's the gift and the curse I say right if you use it correctly you can at these companies and say hey you know just did some research found out that you're not doing x y and z what's the plan for your company to meet the standards that you said that you want to meet in by the you know by x amount of years or whatever um but you can do that um as a consumer um you do have power so you know utilize that and definitely Share the information. That's the key. Share the information about greenwashing. Share the information about some of the practices of of these companies so we can collectively make a change to help not only the environment, but really bring some some, um, strong principles back to um, doing business correctly. Um, And that's really what the goal of this conversation was today, to kind of bring it to the forefront And, um, you know, in the hopes that we can help companies and organizations and communities um, reverse some of the damage that has been done from an environmental standpoint and hold these companies to the standards that they say they are operating under. So uh, that is what I wanted to talk about today, greenwashing. Uh, I do hope that this information was enlightening um as always 
Uh, if you would like to leave a comment about any topic that we cover here, you can reach me on my social media. Um, you can reach me at I am Trey Evans, and that's on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and also on LinkedIn, LinkedIn as well. And then you can also reach us at the show podcast, which is the People's Voice Podcast, the People's Voice Podcast. So um, as always, your time is appreciated today. Uh, dreams are not just for sleeping. Please wake up and live your dreams. My name is Trey Evans, a people's voice. Tell somebody about the dream. Salute. People's voice. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.